a proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step program of Sack Up and Get Good can help even the worst gamers just be bad. Crowley reviews the latest titles, news, and issues. Here he is, your host, Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrub. Yes, and welcome to episode 61 of Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley. Thank you so very much for joining me this week. Uh, As you can tell from the intro, that there is something different. That's something different is I am your one and only host now. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Garrick is no longer with BGA uh, or EGM, the Ear Glue Media Network. Uh, so we wish him well in his future endeavors, wherever that may take him. On not a so completely unrelated note, uh, Bad Gamers Anonymous is actually looking for two hosts, co-hosts, if you will, to join me every week, bringing you the latest in gaming news reviews, issues, gaming culture, whatever it is you think we do here. Uh, so if uh, if you're interested in this, you can certainly go to uh, the Earglue Media website at uh, earglumedia.com, or you can email me directly at badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. That's badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Now, some things to keep in mind if you're going to email me about this. Uh, that there is a minimum money investment with podcasting. At the very minimum, you'll need a microphone and probably a good set of headphones. So please, you know, if you want to do this, make sure that you've got those or that you're willing to invest some money into it. There's also a time commitment with this. Uh, this, This isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. I know everyone thinks you just get on a mic and I start talking about games and it's all... Very easy peasy. It is not. There's some work that goes into it. So uh, probably about two, three hours a week. And that's not including any of the games that you may want to play and talk about here on Bad Gamers Anonymous. So keep that in mind as, as well as that's not only a time investment. It's also a money investment. We also want, would like you to be a little tech savvy. Uh, be able to post on Instagram. Be able to post on Facebook. Be able to post on Twitter, and kind of know the ins and outs of those, and understand the difference between internal communication, external commu- communication, those types of things. What you want the outside world to see, and what you want your uh, fellow uh, ear glue media members to see. Uh, we also would like you to be a little flexible with your time. Uh, be flexible to spend some time uh, with everybody at EGM. Uh, and, and especially with myself, so be flexible. Uh, you also can't take yourself too seriously. There's a lot of people out there that don't like what we do, what we say here at Bad Gamers Anonymous. There's also a lot of people that love what we say, so you need to be open to criticism. Don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, be familiar, like I said, with uh, social media, how to post, and like I said, most importantly, what to post and when to post it. So if you are passionate about video games, if you have an opinion that you think people ought to hear, and if you just disagree with me on just about everything I say, well, then this gig might be for you. So again, send me a, an email at badgamerspodcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can get a hold of us on our Discord. There's a link there at earglumedia.com, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's uh, you can just contact somebody at earglumedia at earglumedia.com and uh, they'll get you in touch with me and we'll go through to start the process. So if you're looking to uh, get into podcasting, this may be a good opportunity for you. 
All right. So now that the housekeeping is out of the way, let's just jump right into gaming news this week. Uh, X018, X018, X18. I don't even know what how to do this. I really don't. Xbox had some kind of thing this week in Mexico City. I know, folks, it's Xbox. It's, you know, it's like the, the little stepbrother of, of consoles. You don't really want it around, but there it is. They had something. There wasn't really a whole lot that came out of it, though. I mean, I know that Xbox fanboys are going to be like, oh, there's a ton of stuff, Crowley. You just don't like Xbox. Well, that's probably true. Some of the highlights, at least for me, that came out of XO18. Is that? I'm, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it XO18. Forza DLC. I don't know. Forza looks pretty. I'd never play it. But if you are a Forza fanboy, you're probably pretty excited about the DLC. There's some stuff in there. I don't play Forza. I don't have an Xbox. So guess what? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Seaman Thieves is getting a PvP uh, arena. I don't. Isn't the whole game PvP? Can't you attack everybody on the high seas? On the high Seamans? I don't even know. Sea of Thieves. Terrible game. It, that's going to be my 2018. Just spoiler alert. Seaman Thieves is going to be my top worst game of the year. 2018. Horrible game. Uh, but they're getting a, a PvP arena because PvP open world wasn't enough. Black Friday sales uh, were given for some of the Xbox stuff. We'll get into that next week. Bad Gamers Anonymous is going to have a Black Friday guide next week. It's going to help you decide what it is you should pick up, what the good deals are, where to pick them up, all that good stuff. So uh, we're going to do all the work for you so you don't have to. So you can just focus on Thanksgiving uh, and spending some time with family, friends, whatever it is you do on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Touching yourself in an impure manner. Uh, the biggest news that came out of XO18 was such a stupid name. They couldn't just call it Xbox Con. It's just so dumb. Regardless, the biggest news that came out is Microsoft acquired two developers. They acquired In Exile, who developed Wasteland. And they also, this is probably the bigger of the two, they uh, acquired Obsidian, who developed Knights of the Old Republic 2. Now, Knights of the Old Republic 2 was a great game. Knights of the Old Republic was a much better game. But Obsidian does have some chops on it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Microsoft can do with Obsidian because they haven't really done anything. Uh, at least uh, it hasn't shown up on my radar. So I guess we'll we'll see what uh, what what uh, that holds in the future. But that's really there were some other things that came out. Uh, Crackdown three. Again, games that I just don't care about. And it's not that I it, they're all Xbox exclusives. So I don't care. I was going to say, it's not that I don't care. It is that I don't care. It's Xbox. But this is news. Some of you out there have an Xbox. I can think of two or three people off the top of my head that I know listen to the show that have an Xbox. I don't know why they wasted their money, but they did. So there you go. Uh, big news, I guess, Beat Saber for the PSVR is out. I would much rather have an actual lightsaber game. But Beat Saber is a pretty big game. Uh, on the HTC, uh, on the Oculus Rift, uh, on your PC, this is like one of those things that you've probably seen people play where there's boxes coming at you and you've got to use your lightsabers to break the boxes. And when you do so, like it's in rhythm with a song, like, I guess, I don't even know if I'll pick this up. It seems rather ridiculous. Now, look, it's probably pretty good because it gets you up. It gets you moving. It gets you moving around. You're not just sedentary sitting there 
playing a game for four hours. You're up moving around 20, 30 minutes at a time playing that game. I, I don't know. I, it's probably pretty good, but I'm an old man. Uh, rather just sit there and play Red Dead Redemption 2 than, you know, wield two lightsabers to beat down boxes. Just seems a little juvenile to me. But I suppose if you're a juvenile and you're into that, and in other gaming news this week, <laughs> Chicago uh, has decided to uh, uh, put an amusement tax on PlayStation owners. That's right. If you are a PlayStation owner and your PlayStation account is linked to a Chicago address and you make a purchase, whether or not you're in the city of Chicago at the time of purchase, you get hit with a amusement tax. I believe it's 9%. A 9% amusement tax. Just another reason to not live in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there are some things to keep in mind about this amusement tax. Uh, the first thing is, is that it only applies to rentals, so not full purchases. So if you're purchasing a video game on the PS4 store, on the PS store, if you will, uh, then you're not getting hit with the tax. You're getting hit with other taxes already that uh, go along with uh, other video games and whatnot. However, uh, it's so it's just for the rentals. The other thing to keep in mind here is that Apple actually sued the city at the end of August, calling this tax unconstitutional and a violation of the 1998 Internet uh, Internet Tax Freedom Act, which uh, coincidentally prohibits states, counties, uh, municipalities from imposing a discriminatory, uh, discriminatory tax on electronic commerce. Uh, I don't know if they'll win. It seems, I don't know, plausible, feasible to me that this uh, would win. Uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see, though, is if gamers, because if you own a PS4, that's where you're going to get hit with this. If gamers will rise up uh, and and kind of say, no, this this is terrible. This is a horrible idea, city of Chicago, because inevitably it won't just be Chicago that does this. It will be other uh, cities, states, municipalities that will eventually do this as well, unless it is stopped here. So it's kind of an important fight. Now, we've seen gamers rise up before and say no, no more, uh, specifically when it came to the loot boxes uh, of Battlefront 2. Uh, I don't know if it's going to I don't know if it's really on a whole lot of people's radar. So if you're in Chicago or you know somebody who's in Chicago, you might want to let them know about this and say, hey, this is nine percent of, you know, that that four or five dollar uh, video that you're renting. You know, that adds up over time. If this is how you watch your movies, this is how you watch your videos, uh, this rental fee. And trust me, you give the government an inch, they're going to take a mile. They always do. So, you know, I think it's, it's rather important that we stop this now. We stop this before it gets uh, any further than just the 9%. And uh, let's see if we can't uh, work together, come together as gamers and uh, and, and get the, the city of Chicago to pay attention to us. Uh, in Switch news this week. The YouTube app is now available for Switch users. So if you own a Switch and you've been really wanting to watch videos on your Switch, there you go. You can now download and install the YouTube app on your Switch. So, Joe, not only can you play your video games while pooping, you can now watch YouTube while pooping, but you could do that with your phone before, so I'm not really sure why this is a thing. I mean, if you've got your Switch and you have your phone... It's look for me, it seems a little superfluous, so I'm not sure 
why anybody would want this or has been clamoring for this, but there are Switch users who have really, really wanted this. I'm not sure that there's any uh, upside to this other than now you can drain the battery on your Switch and not the battery on your phone. Uh, Fallout 76 beta has ended. The B-E-T-A, thank sweet baby Jesus, that that is over. Uh, uh, that game, uh, I, I know that there are a couple of people on our Discord, on the on the Bad Gamers Anonymous Discord, that really, really enjoy this game. They had a great time in it. They thought it was very pretty. They were arguing with me. I don't say arguing, friendly debating back and forth, uh, which debate is just, you know, it's the art of arguing that it wasn't a 2011 game with, you know, but it is. They they finally acquiesced, said that it was a 2011 game, maybe possibly a 2014 game. Regardless, it's not an up-to-date game. It looks the same as Skyrim, which is what I said last week. It is Skyrim in the future. I would much rather have a Fallout, a new Fallout game. Something to get me excited about the franchise. I played the beta. It's hot garbage. It's trash. I went through it last week. I can hit the highlights for you this week. Some of the highlights as to why this game is absolute, just a dumpster fire of, of just idiocy. It's, it's like I said, the graphics are from 2011. They don't feel updated. It's first person. Uh, you can go into the third person view, but again, that feels like it's tacked on. There are no animations to pick things up. There are no animations uh, when you're interacting with the environment. Uh, it's in fact, I don't even remember there being any animations uh, for when you're, you're killing robots. And why are we in West Virginia? Again, I think last week I said it was uh, uh, Bob Denver that uh, the song, I, I don't even, what is it? The take me home country road to the place. I belong West Virginia, Smoky Mountain. Like I don't, whoever sang that. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who it was. But I feel like the developers just heard that song and they decided to make a game around it. It's just silly. Uh, I wouldn't waste your money on this. I know that this is going to release this week or next week. It's it's hot garbage. It is absolutely. I mean, but I suppose if you're a big fan of Skyrim and you're tired of playing that eight-year-old game at this point and you want something new and you don't want to pick up, you know, an actual good game, go ahead and pick up uh, Fallout 76. Hot garbage. It's just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Welcome to Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Wanna play some games? This week on Crowley's Corner, hey, big boys, uh, let's play some games and stuff. Maybe smoke a cigar and talk about games. I don't know. Whatever we do on our corner, we're going to do it because it's my corner. So break out the stogies, light up some sticks, and let's do this. Uh, I want to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 because I have been heavily invested in this. I have played an absolute ton of this game this week. I really tried my best. This is how deep and immense this game is. I tried my best to get through the story from when Garrick and I recorded last week to when I recorded this week, which has been seven days. I have put several hours every day into just the story, trying to get through the story, trying to get all of the side missions done, not just the rando missions. Some of the rando missions I just let go. Like you're riding along and the little white blip shows up and you hear somebody screaming. Like, I don't care. 
I just want to get the, the, the story done. But any of the big white missions that show up on your map, I went and I did those. And there are some really good side missions. Uh, so this might get a little spoiler heavy. So if you don't want to be, be spoiled in the story, I suggest you either pause and go play the game or fast forward, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. Who knows? I don't know. I would just listen to, to the dulcet tones of Crowley as he serenades you with the spoiler stories from Red Dead Redemption 2. So it's getting kind of sad. The main character that you play, Arthur Morgan, uh, he has tuberculosis. Now, I called this early on that he got sick on a mission. You'll remember one of the early missions that you did for Leopold Strauss, uh, the German in your camp who was the moneylender. You went to a farm around Valentine and you uh, tried to get the money out of this guy who was sick. He coughed in your face and there was some spittle that got on you or maybe he spit on you. I'm not really sure, but I, if you all remember that and then he died later on and you went to collect the money from from the woman. I mean, I took her money because I'm a, I'm a dick. I'm a heartless dick. Uh, so uh, he died. I called it. I said, uh-oh. He just got whatever that dude had. Sure enough, Arthur Morgan has tuberculosis. Uh, so he is slowly dying, and it doesn't seem, at least so far in the story, that anyone is going to be able to save him. However, there are a couple of people that are uh, at least trying to help him. Uh, there is a woman, uh, Charlotte, who is way up north, who I believe is his new love interest. I really do. I really think. Here's... Crowley's speculation. I haven't gotten this far in the story yet, but there have been several times I've been up there helping her out. Her husband has died. They have moved there trying to start a new life from like Boston or wherever. And so uh, she was going to die because she hadn't eaten. Arthur taught her how to hunt, how to survive, taught her how to shoot later on in a mission. And, uh, and then he passed out from coughing. And woke up and I didn't steal anything from her. I had another mission up there, went up there and she just wanted to say, thank you. Please take whatever you'd like from the house. I took nothing, thanked her and went on my way. She did give me a kiss on the cheek. So I think that if Arthur somehow lives, that uh, that's his new love interest. And hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to better because out of all the things you can do in this game, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. Hang with me, folks. Uh, out of all of the things that you can do in this game, you can't have sex. Seems odd, right? There are brothels. There are houses of ill repute. There are women who have offered their services to you. Hey, big boy, would you like a date? Are you looking for some fun? Ooh, you're handsome. But you're not given the option to have sex with them. Now, Rockstar, in earlier games that they've put out most notably any of the Grand Theft Auto uh, franchises in the last 15, 20 years, you have been able to uh, uh, go to these women of the night, these uh, harlots, these hookers, these whores, if you will, been able to go to them, procure their services, and then promptly kill them and get your money back. In this game, no, you can't do that. I don't know why Rockstar has decided not to do that, because it seems to me that in this era, 1895, 1899, whatever it is, this era, that is what you did, especially if you were a cowpoke and you didn't have a family, which Arthur certainly does not. 
So I'm not sure what the thinking was behind that. They will allow all kinds of violence in the game, but not sex. So uh, they'll, uh, they'll allow drinking in the game, but not sex. They'll allow you to throw somebody on railroad tracks, but not sex. Like, we're going to get to all these things that they allow a little bit later because this was kind of a big deal this week. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Regardless, you can't do that in this story. Uh, however, uh, you go on. I call this as well. Dutch is the big bad guy. Dutch Vanderland, the leader of this ragtag group of misfits. He is leading them down a path of destruction instead of uh, just kind of moving on and getting everybody to somewhere safe. He keeps having this. Oh, we need one big, one more big score. We need this big score and we need to make a lot of noise. We need a distraction. We need this and we need that. And uh, Arthur Morgan, who was his right hand man, who was the guy that he went to to get things done, has now been pushed out by Micah. And Micah is a guy that I want to shoot more than anybody else. Every time I see him, I want to antagonize him. He he is he is a dick and he needs to die. And I need to be the one to usher him into eternity. Uh, however, the game has not allowed me to do that yet. So I'm hoping that as this game progresses, uh, that you will it will allow me to do this. This game is very odd because it lets you do things. It lets you hunt. It lets you fight. It lets you drink. It gives you all these big kind of, not to get too political here, but it gives you all these kind of big overarching libertarian themes. In fact, all these guys want Dutch Vanderland and, and Arthur Morgan and their band of outlaws. All they want is to be left alone. All they want is the government off their back. All they want is to live as a free men. That has been said several times throughout the story. So there's this big overarching uh, libertarian theme to this game. However, it smacks you in the face, repeatedly smacks you in the face with social justice warrior crap. Repeatedly from women's suffrage, which it fits in the game. I'm okay with it to there are uh, race relations. Uh, I'm okay with that, that both of these things work. Uh, but then they start talking about uh, uh, how you treated the Indians. Again, it's, it, it, it works, but when you start adding these, there's three or four or five or six different social justice warrior things in this game, and you kind of start to understand why Rockstar tried to walk this line. Now, uh, we've talked about Ubisoft before and their Assassin's Creed games and how they kind of walked that line. And, and even in the in the latest inter- iteration of Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they allow uh, they allow you to play as a woman assassin during, uh, you know, uh, ancient Greek times and, and Sparta and, 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 you know, the war that they had. It's not really all that historically accurate, but again, it's a video game. So you kind of suspend disbelief which this is going to be something we're going to talk about here in a little bit. You kind of suspend disbelief and you go through and you play the game and you enjoy the game. But all these things, they're very, we treated the Indians poorly. Yes. Yes. Americans then uh, from the time we landed, even before. So when Christopher Columbus, from the time Columbus landed in the new world till, till, you know, 
40, 50, 60 years ago, yes, we treated the Indians very poorly. The Native Americans, we treated them extremely poorly. We can't change history. So, and, and certainly there were there were some people like Arthur Morgan who saw that, who recognized that, and and, and certainly fought against it. Uh, so I'm okay with it. But at the same time, if you're going to give us all of this stuff that you know kind of is in this era, why couldn't we have prostitutes? So I, I suppose that's my big problem is that it's kind of back and forth on what they wanted to do, which brings us to the big thing this week. A uh, on, on Twitter, Kiza McDonald at Kiza McDonald. That's K E Z A M A C D O N A L D. Kiza McDonald. She is now the games editor at The Guardian. She is a contributor and ex UK editor for Get Ready for It, Kotaku, uh, writer of video games for twelve plus years. Uh, book on Dark Souls uh, author as well. She tweeted out. On November 8th of this week, uh, that uh, she was she was very happy that a YouTuber got suspended for uh, uh, clips that they uploaded to YouTube of their character uh, in Red Dead Redemption 2, Arthur Morgan, taking uh, suffragists, women suffragists, uh, and uh, <laughs> finding clever and brutal ways of killing them, feeding them to alligators, tying them up, dragging them behind the road. Uh, hog tying them, throwing them onto railroad tracks just as a train goes by, etc., etc., etc. YouTube briefly suspended this YouTuber's account. Keys and McDonald, very happy about that. Here's the tweet on November 8th of this week. Uh, good. I don't care that it was done inside a video game. This was an act of hate, pure and simple. Now I'm going to read this again. I'm going to read it more slowly. This was an act of hate, pure and simple. Doesn't matter that it was done in a video game to Kiza McDonald, contributor and former editor of Kotaku. It's still an act of hate. So in a game that does not allow you to pay women for sex and then kill said women in a game that portrays a woman who throws off the shackles of society, throws off those, the confine wears pants, cowboy hats and wields a gun better than any man. And without whom the group would have disbanded at some point and, or possibly died in a game that, does that 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 throws all these social justice worthy that that preaches the virtues of women's suffrage that preaches the virtues of saving the Native Americans and saving their land that preaches the uh the 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 destruction of uh, that the white man brings to society that brings to whatever it is they do in a game that does all that she's upset because. You can kill these women suffragists in brutal ways. Never mind that you kill in this game both white men, white women, black men, black women, Native American men, Native American women, Caribbean men, Caribbean women. Never mind that you do this. You kill with impunity in this game that you are rewarded 
for getting uh, your your honor bar either all the way to the light side, so to speak, or all the way to the dark side, so to speak. Never mind that. Let's focus on the one thing that really upsets her, that you can kill women suffragists. You can, it's fine that you can go kill all these other ethnicities, all these other people, but these women who are fighting for the, for the right to vote, you cannot kill them. No, that's, if you do that, that's hateful. This is what passes for gaming journalism. Now, if you disagree with me and you agree with Keys and McDonald, look, I'm looking for two new co-hosts, man. Come on. Talk to me. Let's talk about this. I am all about talking about these issues. This is gaming culture. And what this YouTuber did is he trolled them. He trolled these quote-unquote journalists. And I use that term extremely loosely. He trolled them. And he trolled them in epic fashion. So much so that they got on his case. They, 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 they praised YouTube for having the foresight, having the vision to, to, to ban him, to take the YouTube uh, videos that he uploaded down and say, no, you cannot do that. Of course, hours later, YouTube reversed that and went, uh, yeah, this is a video game. And in video games, you can have women heroes in, in ancient Greece. And you can have women heroes in World War II, like on the battlefield. There are obviously women heroes in World War II. I don't want to hear it from anybody. What I mean is on the battlefield. You suspend belief. Otherwise, where's pretend PETA? Because you can kill animals in this game too with impunity. You can kill animals in this game just as brutally, if not more so. You skin them. Where is pretend PETA on this? We need them. Not all heroes wear capes and certainly not pretend PETA. Where's the pretend NAACP? Where are they at? Where's the pretend? This is just ridiculous. This is, again, more faux outrage from people who try to manufacture outrage for things that don't need any outrage. It's a video game. You're supposed to turn your brain off and have some fun. I can promise you that almost everybody in our Discord who plays this game kills with impunity, and they do so, and they revel in it. They absolutely revel in it. If you don't see this as a way to blow off steam, guess what? You're part of the problem. Not everything in society has to be a, a, a focus or has to be a, a target of faux outrage. And this is just another example of some of some people in gaming journalism wanting to change the definition of terms. If you pretend kill, still starts with pretend. But the idiocy gets greater than this. Uh, vo vocative, vocative, doesn't matter. On Twitter, at vocative, V-O-C-A-T-I-V. On November 8th, same time, uh, same day, they, uh, they, they tweeted out about this YouTuber getting suspended, uh, saying this YouTuber creates misogynistic games where you can feed feminist to gators and dot, dot, dot. He has millions of fans. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Seriously, he didn't create the game, number one. So whoever tweeted this out was obviously not very smart. He did not create the game. He created fun 
creative ways to kill inside the game, but he did not create the game. Again, vocative, vocative, doesn't matter how you pronounce it. It's stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. Why does it matter that he has millions of fans? He had millions of fans before he did this. It's not like he did this and then suddenly overnight had millions of fans. That is not what happened. But that's what this tweet makes it sound like. Again, it's manufactured outrage. It is it is faux outrage of the highest order uh, to get clicks. It is faux outrage of the highest order uh, to make yourself look good. It is virtue signaling about a pretend universe, about a video game where the consequences that, uh, of what you do inside the video game have no real world effect. They impact the real world zero. Yet these people are complaining and they're bitching and they're whining and they're moaning and they're decrying the, the audacity to kill with impunity in this game. But not just, you can kill everything else in the game, but not a woman who wants the right to vote. Well, what about that, that pretend woman with her, with her child? Hmm. Doesn't she have the right to live too? It's sort of ridiculous. That's the show. Uh, join us next week when I will be talking about uh, Black Friday, giving you all of the uh, deals that are out already, where to find them, what the good deals are, what to pass on, and where to find them. We're going to do all the work so you don't have to. So join us next week. Uh, we'll see if we have a special guest next week. I don't know. Just uh, show up. We'll see what we got. Till then, I'm Crowley. We'll see you later.